It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. I'm blown away, and especially the Seattle Seahawks game was like, how how was this not the game that he falls apart? Short week, right? Injured at mm-hmm. Seattle. It's a big game. Like it's such a massive moment for you as just a human being, a young player in his rookie season. And it's a short week. You have no time to prepare. You, you threw a couple passes in a ballroom in a walkthrough because you're, you're hurt and you, uh, and it didn't look like he was injured at all. It looked like he was still that same, like seven year veteran that he looked like the week before. And, uh, that's blown me away, and I've been I've I've become such a believer in, in Brock Purdy because it's the best version we've seen of Kyle Shanahan's offense. The first half against the Buccaneers, and you talked about what his passing yards per game was. I mean, w- one of those games, he didn't even have to throw the ball in the second half because all that was, came in the first half. It was two like, of three for zero yards in the second half against the Bucks. Yeah, it was literally <laughs> the best half of quarterback play I've seen under Kyle Shanahan, and that was done by a rookie seventh rounder. Uh, mm-hmm. that in his, in his first career start is, is pretty unbelievable. And so I, I'm a fully, yeah. and to, to be honest with you, it's not about believing anymore because uh, most of the stuff that's happening. I would never believe like the, basically the day <laughs> yeah. starting, I would say March, I think it was March 26th, right in 2021 when the 49ers traded up to the third pick in the draft. Yep. From March. If March, if you told me on March 25th, like, a tenth of what's gone on in the last couple of years. I wouldn't believe any of it. Like it that 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 day sent off this crazy cycle of just pretty much unbelievable stuff. And I will I, I won't be shocked about anything that happens with the 49ers anymore. Well and it's interesting the two plays that you brought up, Al, the the third down run that essentially iced the game. It didn't, but it was it it was damn near close to icing the game. And then that uh that second touchdown to Kittle, right? The first touchdown was that really cool fake to the left, fake to the right. Kittle delays and then goes up the seam, wide open, throws it to him, runs it in for a touchdown. That I, second touchdown? I was say the first Kittle touchdown, that's definitely all Kyle because of the design and how it worked. And mm-hmm. it's also partially because the guys on the field. And if so, if we're talking about Christian McCaffrey and an impact there. Oh, I the gravity. Just, yeah. yeah, just just kind of faking a screen to Christian McCaffrey is is, is probably, yeah, a little, a little more gravity than faking a screen to Jeff Wilson or for sure. But that second touchdown to Kittle Kittle was the fourth read on that play, the fourth. So we're talking about a kid who had the wherewithal in a game, uh, in, in enemy territory, in a, in a stadium that has been a house of horrors for the team he's playing for a difficult place to play for any quarterback, the division title on the line. And this kid has the wherewithal to not only start his slide inbounds so that the clock continues to run, but also to stick the ball out past the yard marker so that when his knee touches, the ball is across the line and that's a first down. That is that is veteran savvy stuff right there from a seventh round rookie. And it just goes to point to, again, the biggest difference right now between Brock Purdy and Trey Lance outside of the physical skill set cuz it's 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 drastic how different that physical skill set is the biggest difference is that that kid played 47 starts at a power 5 school he played at Oklahoma he played at Texas you know he he has the experience that he can lean on 
so that these moments are not too big for him. And that's the biggest thing for me. And that's why it's so exciting. And so now it's just all about the development. And I said this on our victory pod. Zane was on with me. The, the, the thing I came away with and I can't stop thinking about is after that game was over on Thursday and I'm watching Amazon Prime's post game, they have Kittle and Purdy on. That was awesome. But after that, they had Michael Smith, right? The, the reporter, Michael Smith, uh, mm-hmm. not Michael, a., not Stephen A. Smith, Michael Smith. Uh, Michael Smith covered the Patriots for the Boston Globe in 2001. And he came on Amazon Prime after game and said, Brock Purdy is giving him, because of the way that he prepares and because of the experience that he has to lean on, is giving Michael Smith 2001 Tom Brady vibes. Now, if you're a 49er fan, I don't know that you could hear something and be more excited about what you heard about this kid than than 2001 Tom Brady vibes. And so do I think that do I think that this offense has a higher ceiling with Trey Lance? Obviously, uh, any offense is going to have a higher ceiling with a player that has a, a, a bigger physical skill set than another player, right? You know, we've talked about what if Trey Lance turns into Josh Allen? What does this what does this offense look like with someone like a Josh Allen? But the issue is, is is there enough time with the roster that they currently have to get Trey the 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 reps necessary to get to that level when you know again, small sample size, three games, you've got this kid who who can't throw the ball as far as Trey, who can't run like Trey can run, but can operate this offense at the next level up from what Jimmy Garoppolo did, how do you go away from that? And I don't know that you do. It's yeah. And, and like the Brady comparisons, I mean, it's, it's hard to go there because that's not, it's not only once in a duration a generation that's once in a, you know, ever thing. Right. And, and, and so like, even that aside, just seeing what he's doing as a seventh round pick, but um, the way he's wired and my favorite thing yeah. he's said so far is, and you know, Kyle Shanahan had to love, hearing it as well is post game they basically the question was i don't remember what the exact quote or question was but the question was why why are you doing so good right now this isn't supposed to be happening he's like oh i don't know i'm just doing what the like kyle tells me what to do and i do it right you know and it's just like it's that simple it's the was it is it i think it's forrest gump right there's the scene in forrest gump when he's in the military and he's Mm -hmm. like are you a genius you know the drill sergeant's asking him are you a genius because he just did what he was asked to do and, and I thought that was hilarious, but uh, the way he's wired is also part of the, like, so he's played so many games in college and was a, you know, a, a recruited to play D one football, even though he wasn't the biggest, strongest guy mm-hmm. for a reason. And so those, it's kind of like those things all inform each other. So the reason he played so much is because he was wired that way from a young age. And I would guess he's probably just really good on his whatever basketball team when he was a kid and his dad was a you know former baseball player so i bet he's one of the, i bet he played shortstop as one of the best baseball players on his team there too just because there's something innate about it and something instinctual where he knows that he needs to get a first down he knows to stick the ball out and slide it wasn't because he practiced it every day uh you know for four years in college it's just something that he's always had and that's why he could play early in college and that's why he played so many games in college which is also adding on to itself because he's wired that way. And now he's got experience on top of it. And now he's playing well as a young NFL player. 
as a, as a mat, I would say as a Madden character, his awareness would be really high. Yes. And his like arm strength and accuracy like would 72. be significantly lower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I That's always, kind of what we're talking about. I always talk about it as a donut. Like um, if you think of a donut in, in someone like Trey Lance is a, is a donut and there's a hole in the middle and Brock Purdy is the donut hole. And you're like, you wish you could just put those together and put the donut hole in the donut yes. and you have the complete quarterback, yeah. right? The complete thing. Uh, and, and so can you teach the guy that's a donut? Can you teach him the stuff in the middle? Because you have to have that middle part to be functional in the NFL and be really good. And we're starting to see some of these second year quarterbacks developing and getting a lot better and, and even developing as the year goes along. And so that's like, do you have the patience with Trey to see when and where and if that comes for him? Um, but Brock Purdy has that already and and it's pretty it's pretty awesome to see and it's pretty awesome to see that there's really no drop off in fact the offense is probably functioning better even with brock purdy than jimmy garoppolo and yes. and I, I say that every time i talk about the quarterbacks there's so many divided fans and people on this side and team trey and team brock yep. and then now like team brock is like oh shoot we like brock purdy but do we take are we now no longer team Trey or team Jimmy? And like, which side did they take from for the team Brock that's happening now? Right. And then there's going to be a team Brock versus team Trey later once Jimmy's gone and you have to choose sides. But for me, when right. I, I find myself rooting for all these guys even more than I did in the beginning because of the way they get treated because of these teams that are happening with, with fans and stuff. And for Trey, it's unfortunate what he's gone through with some injuries and what's going to be expected of him as a high pick. You know, he didn't trade up to draft himself at number three. He was just a really right good prospect and you know that's not really his fault and so now there's all these expectations and now he yeah. doesn't have the the reps to be the guy that he needs to be starting in 2023 and oh, will there be enough patience with the team and the fan base for him to get there even if it's just like it was for fields and trevor lawrence this year where it still might take six weeks like does he get till does he get till the end of october to figure it out next year that's tough when you have a guy like brock purdy who's playing so well and then just jimmy being a total pro throughout all of this and seeing what he's gone through and then see him get hurt again was really a bummer for me and so i find myself rooting for trey even more now i find myself rooting for jimmy even more now and the brock purdy story is just insane so how you cannot how can you not root for him and i don't see how people can see how these guys all of them pros um how, how you could be like anti one of these quarterbacks i find myself rooting for all of them even more than i did at the beginning yeah, and it's sure. I think for me, and I said this last time, this is just the first time in a really long time the fan base is just kind of like, yeah, we're behind this guy. We're not thinking about anybody else. We're not talking about anybody else. And it, I'll tell you, for me, honestly, like the past two years have been exhausting. Like it's been really exhausting <laughs> for me to cut to because like I feel like as content creators or whatever, like we're at the forefront of it. We give our opinions. We have a million people telling us why we're idiots or why they disagree or or I like Jimmy. I like whatever. It's been so exhausting. And again, I don't dislike anybody either. But right now. It is coming next year, whether we like it or not, there's going to probably be a controversy. So just enjoy this right now, because right now just everybody's kind of behind one guy and it does feel good. And this is as excited as I've been in a really long time with this team, probably since 2019 and then I, probably the Harbaugh years, because again, there's just not that like just drama surrounding it. It's just, hey, here's this kid we're out here rooting for. And it's not like, well, if Jimmy's the QB one, no, Trey's the QB. Like it's just been exhausting. It's been ridiculous. And it makes me kind of thankful I wasn't um, – I was a little kid when you had the Montana Young stuff because it probably would have been just as crazy. Oh, I can't but, imagine what Montana Young would be like in the social just, media. Oh, era. it would be a And nightmare. it was multiple seasons worth like that. He was – Yeah. Steve Young was around for a while. 